Welcome to the Paranormies present the Nationalist Inquirer. I'm your host, Johnny Monoxide, and I'm joined by the entire crew. What's up, Dogbot? Howdy, y'all. What's up, Reinhardt? What's going on? And Grognak. What's happening, man? Hey, guys. Right. It is Tuesday. It is, what is it, uh, June? What's it in? June 29th? 28th. 28th. Juneteenth over yet? Juneteenth is over. Yeah, Juneteenth was over last week. It is the 28th. Yes, it's Tuesday the 28th. And it's almost July. And man, the year is half over. It's the sacred month of lubricanda today, so... Yeah, it is. It's almost over. It's just the longest June ever. Um, Yeah, it seems to be be quite long. It's uh, very grating, though. There's like a lot of gay stuff this year. Yeah, well, this sacred sacred month was kind of ruined. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, I mean they, like they went the entire time, and then just the very the very last minute, man, tripped at the finish line. <laughs> well, they added some wrath to their pride. Yes, ah, that's a good one. But you know, pride goeth before the fall. That's why it's in June, right? Can that fall be into lick of fire? Or are we not there yet? I no, we're not there. Yet. Not there yet. I mean, you would think. Dang you would think. Hey, guys, I got a question for you. Um, let's just say, for example, there's like a you know gathering of people along the sidewalks, and there's a parade coming by, right? And you're just a normal person, you know, a security average person, and you're fully nude riding around on your bike in front of kids. What do you think is going to happen to you? Blair Cottrell's going to come out of nowhere no, and no, close no, no. on like, you no, off like, the bike. Like realistically, you're going to get arrested. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unless it's a pride parade and you've got a dildo hanging out of your butt and there's seven of you riding naked on your bike. No, then then <sighs> it is education. Right, right. Dude, literally Groomers Incorporated the month of June. Way to go. Thanks for ruining my birthday month. Basically means if you have clown makeup on, you can get away with crimes, right? Juggalos have been proving that for years. No, they have definitely been getting away with it. Well, June 4th will always be Killdozer Day. You can't take that away from me. No, nobody's going to try and take Killdozer Day away from me. I want to see um if uh what was what did they call it? Um Excavator Tron. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. The guy's son was getting arrested and he pulls out the excavator. <laughs> the cop pulls his gun on it like on the be- on the bucket. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to shoot the bucket. It's going to ricochet back and shoot you in the face. You're going to shoot yourself in the face, <laughs> officer. That's what you're going to do. The excavator sitting there like, shoot me, nigga. <laughs> shoot me and ricochet the bullet back between your eyes, nigga. Pretty much. That's what's going to happen. That was pretty funny. Is no, Oswald, but is you, Oswald shooting it? <laughs> you'll have, right. You'll have, you'll always have Killdozer Day, Dogbot. We will all always have Killdozer Day. Happy Killdozer Month, everybody. That's right. In fact, Happy Killdozer year. You can't. No, I don't think you can do. I don't think you can do that, dude. Pretty no, sure, oh. pretty sure you, you can't. Uh, do that. Happy, happy Lord's year. Yeah, right. We'll give you. The, we'll give you the month. We'll, we'll Killdozer, because Killdozer is far more important than Pride. I did that to somebody else today. The uh, Pride Month, and you capitalize the demon in the middle, and they're like, "Whoa!" It's you should like, just so, carry that around and like written in Sharpie on a bar napkin and just whip it I, out I random it, times. Have it on a piece of cardboard. On my cart. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? I will take a picture of it tomorrow when I get to work. What is the Monster Energy logo uh, Hebrew for again? Six six six. Yeah, 
That's great, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Right there in your hand. Drinking Monster a long time ago. Your sip. Yeah. I used to drink those. I used to drink the white monsters. I always like the orange ones. The orange ones were good. I've never, I've never drank a Monster Energy drink before. Okay. Well, good for you. Yeah, good for you, dude. I mean, like, whatever. Your liver thanks to you. Kidneys. Well, there there was a guy I worked with who used to drink like three a day, and he was in his mid twenties, and he had to go have kidney stones removed. Makes sense. Exactly. They told him. They told him it was from all the taurine and shit that was in the Monster Energy drinks. What did I just say? And I was like, I was like, well, you know. I don't ever want to have a kidney stone, so I think I'm just not going to have any of these. Yeah, it's a good idea. Drinks. Get your taurine from red meat like you're supposed to. Yeah. That's yeah, that's exactly it. I I know a guy who's I don't know how old is he now. Um he's probably 26. I'm pretty sure he's had kidney stones twice cuz he drinks like a case of the monsters. He gets like the red, white and blue case and he'll drink it over the course of a week. Oh my god, no. Yeah. Oh. That's just terrible, man. I'm like, dude, you got kids. You're gonna die at like thirty of yeah, like kidney failure. Just renal failure. Just eat red meat on top of a salad of ground beef and scrambled eggs. Oh. So good. Speaking of so Fantastic. good, I made I made linguine and white clam sauce tonight. I am flexing my Ooh. Italian muscles. Yes. Hotel room Did you make it linguine and clam sauce? I was gonna say, did you did you make the pasta yourself? Did you bring just like your portable? No, I didn't bring uh, the portable pasta. pasta maker. I did not bring the port. I don't have a portable. I mean, technically, it's always portable, but uh, <laughs> it's not attached to anything, so technically, it's portable. But I did not bring the pasta machine with me. I bought, I cheated, and I bought the uh, the higher end handmade stuff from like the, did you, the uh, crunchy store. Did you manage to get your gym tan and laundry in before the uh, show tonight? I, I did. Yes, thank you. Also returned some VHS tapes. Did you rewind them though? No, Sigmas don't rewind. Yeah, become ungovernable. Uh, Come on. Yeah. No, uh, it's 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 white to rewind, just like it is to put the cart into the sure. little cart corral, yeah. just like mm-hmm. it is to flush the urinal. Put, it's yeah. just it's a white thing. Just you know, most urinals don't flush anymore. And the ones that do yeah, are yeah. like auto flush. So yeah, it's like you just, it's you're, you're removing around. the yeah you're like removing the purpose behind it. Remember when you could hang up on somebody all pissed off? And it was like and it meant something. You're like clang right, and it hurt their ear. Now you just gotta push you the button. You can't do that anymore. No, we you push the button on your screen really hard. Do do do. Crack that's your a, screen protector. Yeah. But that's that's as, that's as much as they get. It's just a do do do. They know they know you've hung up on them. Okay, but it doesn't it doesn't have the same effect. Same thing with the the urinals. I mean. I don't know. You ever been sitting on the toilet and somewhere and the auto flush goes off and you weren't prepared for it? Yeah, a lot of times it goes off when I'm still on it. That's what I'm saying. You're still on it and it goes off and you weren't prepared for the amount of water that was going to happen and it it's turns even, into a it's bidet. It's even weirder when you're, al- when you're alone and two toilets next to you go off. <laughs> scare the shit out of you. nobody else in the Literally stall. scares the shit man, out of you. It's a ghost, ghost turd. Ghost got a shit too, man. Yeah, man. Like, I, I don't know what your problem ghost is. Ghost got to drop yeah. a too, just like you. You know, I don't know, man. I, I I like jogger ghost. I'm not down for bathroom stall ghost. <laughs> well, apparently you've already. I don't want whatever them. he has to offer. It's you've, the same ghost. You've ar- no, it's not the same ghost. <laughs> I really don't want whatever bathroom stall ghost has to offer. <laughs> right, right. 
<laughs> what kind of trade? I wonder what he's been up to. Squatamala and died on the worksite, Ghost. Oh. So what does he do? Just haunt you through the glory portal? R- R- Dude. Come on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what are you putting through that glory portal? <laughs> I don't know. This is going way too far. This is going way too far. Anyways. Welcome to the oh, live man. stream. Do we have any- Welcome to the live <laughs> stream, any- everybody. Holy shit. We are live on Pilled, Odyssey, and DLive for how many of our people are listening on those two things. We are live on Pilled, though, for sure. Uh, we, have, we have how many people <laughs> wow. in the chat? How many people are in the chat? There what we go. We got a bunch through that chat. glory portal. Stop it with the glory portal. Stop know. it. This is going way too far. This is going Stop way it. Too far. Anyways. Come on. Oh, man. Welcome do we have any live stream? Yeah, do Welcome we have to any? the live stream, everybody. <laughs> Who's? Holy shit. We are live on Pill Odyssey. There we go. That was me. God damn it. Wow. Good job. Yeah. No, I went to close the... I went to refresh the page, and I hit the unmute button. It happens. And you, and you ended up going through the glory porthole. No, dude. Stop. That's enough with the glory porthole. That's like the third glory porthole you've gotten in tonight. That's enough. I'm saying it. Well, I'm helping. I mean, you're the one that said it first. I know. So I didn't say it first. No. Wait a second. He's talking to me. Oh, yeah, Yeah, this is true. I don't beat jokes into the ground down through the nine circles of hell, too. No, you shove them right through the glory porthole. Okay. See? Okay. That was a layup. That was a layup. Good lord. Lord. <sighs> All right. Real quick, just before we get into anything else, thank you everybody who's donated already so far. We appreciate it. Um Yeah. Thank you guys. Yes, thank you very much. Also, that is not the show title. Stop it right now, everybody. Yet. I know what you're thinking. Yet. No. Still still an opportunity. There's still an hour and forty five minutes left to go. <laughs> Could be worse. Honestly, that could be the most like clean show title op- it option. It could. Well, no, Brad's not here, so that's true. Yeah. Oh man. Good lord. Well, guys, last week I know I announced that we had hit over ten thousand website views and RSS as well. Um, we actually just the next day hit over eleven thousand on both. Hey. As well. That's um, awesome. And we've gotten even better. Yeah, we're up over like I want to say fourteen or fifteen thousand on the website, and we're almost hitting twenty thousand on the RSS today. That's that's incredible. We have so many people out there that just were looking for us on the RSS. Thank you all. That's awesome. I know. We're back. It is great. We're back on the RSS. Um, also, we just hit another milestone. We hit twenty one thousand on the Telegram. Not to brag, but we got twenty one thousand. I don't care if some of them are bots. I, they probably are. A lot of them are bots. But I don't understand if we get. Why does nobody else? These these people with like lower follower accounts or whatever subscriber accounts. Why don't they get bots as well? Are we just that cool that they send bots after us? I mean, we only get so only the channels I notice that are big like us. Uh, my channel Skull. I haven't seen Dogbot get a fake fake channel bot yet. Um, no, I'm not talking but, about that. I'm talking about like oh, getting like the the just bombardment of bots. No, like the like our numbers are inflated by fake accounts or something. Oh shit! I I don't know. Like when you talk about bots, I'm just talking about all the ones I have to delete every time I post something to the channel. <sighs> Sometimes, and there's another thing. Sometimes that doesn't happen. 
Sometimes, uh, sometimes. Well, every I posted, time I do, I, I I sit and wait for about uh, three or four minutes to see how many pop up. So I, you know, I'm I'm cleaning houses as I go. Oh yeah, I do the same thing. If I post something, I wait. There's always like a great post or hi or something. the The world needs to see this. Shut up. Or a WikiLeaks. I think that way as well. Nope, you're gone. <laughs> yeah, nobody talks like that on the internet. Yeah, no. I got a new one uh, earlier, just a little while ago, when I posted the notification for our stream. It was, uh, let's get this trending on Twitter. Somebody do that. Oh, my God. There's a somebody do that bot now? That's like Reddit. That is yep. that is that is literally Reddit. Reddit's like, oh, my God, this is happening. This needs to happen. Somebody do that. This is, see, eventually we're just going to reach a point where all you're getting is Twitter replies. And there's no distinction between a Twitter reply and a spam bot on Telegram. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's there's I mean, absolutely no difference. There's Yeah, the internet is completely dead. It, yeah, no empty. one you interact with on the internet is real, most likely. Mm-hmm. Most of the people you argue with aren't real. Like, the only reason I know That's true. some people are real is because I've actually seen... But then again, this person does not exist.com exists. So there are there are fantastically well studied artificial intelligences that have been designed to shape public opinion and they have been weaponized and mobilized on every social media platform. Well, and sometimes they're not just bots, they're not just not real people, but sometimes they actually mimic people who've passed on. Sometimes they're just freaking dead. <laughs> oh, you're gonna seek you into content, Reinhardt. Very nice. Um, yes, Amazon's Alexa can now be programmed with your dead loved one's voice and, um, I guess, good Lord, their their demeanor and their personality. How does that I don't work? know, man. Man, that's just, I don't know if I could do that, dude. Loved ones come back from the dead to visit you. Uh. I like how Gizmodo is using the Uncanny Valley here. Yeah, the, the Uncanny, Uncanny Valley of the future, the future yeah. doesn't just feature lifelike robots. It also includes deep faked voices. That's just really creepy. So if you've got an Alexa speaker in your house you can ha- and your, your Nana has passed away and you miss your Nana, you can have Alexa speak to you in the voice of your dead Nana. That's a big F no for me, dog. Yep. Yeah, and this is, by the way, this is not like an accidental thing. This is not like this happened to somebody. This is what they're trying to do. They think this is a good thing. Well, they know it's not a good thing, but they're still doing it. Right. Um, this is like that Takara Tomi smart speaker thing that could that reads kids' stories in their parents' voices. Yeah, that's also going to be a big hell no for me, dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nobody can do my impression of Goliath like I can. Certainly (laughs) not some AI. Right. Well, this is um, from the Amazon's Mars conference, by the way. You know what Mars stands for? Machine Learning Automation Robots in Space. Amazon's Machine Learning Automation Robots in Space conference. I thought it stood for my ass really stinks. No, that's not what it are we, stands for, Dogbot. 
Um, it's Amazon's robotics conference. It's Amazon's basically artificial intelligence and machine learning, which is artificial intelligence, basically well, using algorithms. Um, yeah, I'm going to say this is a big hell no. Nope. I love the, the comment down below where they talk about the Takara Komi smart speaker too. But it says it's a neat idea for parents who often travel for work or are just sick of reading the same book. Number one, just imagine what kind of parent that is. Right. I'm sick of reading this one. Look, I'm, I'm before, just going to let the AI demon read it to you. Before I knew about Shel Silverstein's degeneracy, I read Peanut Butter Sandwich to little Johnny every night for like two years straight. He loves that when he was like two. So, yes, I so, understand. Uh, Here's the thing. I never got tired of reading it to him, ever. Exactly. Yeah. So, so on the subject of artificial intelligence imitating your dead loved ones, mm-hmm. I read this really, really creepy story about this guy who is playing some, I guess, realistic uh, car video game where the drivers of the cars have uh, different avatars. Sure. You know, of, the, of themselves. And he had come across a car that the the person driving that car was his dead ex-girlfriend. And him and eight other friends of his, I, I don't know, I may have that number wrong, but it doesn't matter. A group of were friends. Were trying to chase down where this car is to make sure that it was her. And it was her when he finally uh, caught up with that car. And uh, he followed that car around. He followed that that car with his dead girlfriend around for uh, for the rest of the evening. Well, okay, I'm going to need that story because I need to find out what game that is, how that's even possible. Like, there's a lot of details that need to be filled in there because that's really weird. Yeah, it's a very strange story. It sounds like a creepypasta. It does. But I, I want to see the article. If you can find that again, please send it to me. Yeah, it was it was something that I kind of saw on Twitter, and I, I read I read through the whole thread, and I was just I was just kind of stunned. Like I haven't I haven't played any video games after PS2, so I, I'm not sure what the capabilities of uh, co-op player video games are. Quite but, realistic. Um, yeah, especially if we're talking like on PC and stuff. Yeah, with creating with creating characters in games now, you get all sorts of sliders and things. Like people will literally spend five hours in a character creation tool to make the most like realistic person that they can based on somebody they know or like a, a fictional character or whatever. Um, so it's I don't know. It could be coincidence that it just looks like the same person. It could be. A sick joke or it could be just a real burn on the guy's ex-girlfriend if you know the person just hit random and <laughs> I, i'm i'm blown i mean I, i'm blown away at the idea of it it's yeah i mean you know? it's how would that be possible so somebody was piloting her avatar in the game or or it's a non-player character and because you have uploaded before she passed away, she played this game hypothetically, right? Okay. And so she had uploaded her image into to make a regular player character. But because she hasn't played in a while, maybe whatever they draw from uh, whatever the AI of the the system that 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 game is, 
uh, draws from characters that haven't played in a while, and just or or, or has has Man. her has her avatar in the has her avatar in the system, right? Mm-hmm. And just and just cycles it cycles through people who aren't even playing, and it just put you know it puts people in the car. Yeah, I, I see where you're going. Um, first off, I want to say, boy, you are showing that you haven't played a video game in a while. Right. Uh, Very yeah, long I'm while. My, I'm looking at my <laughs> Super Nintendo right now, and I am completely happy that it's not upload, yes, that yes. it doesn't directly oh, upload to anything. Well, I wish I still had my Super Nintendo, man. So I would, I would definitely like to find this article. Please go back and search for it. Please do. Um, because I want to know what game it is, and if I can find any of that, then I can probably answer a few questions. Because there are games online where you can kind of drop in and drop out, and uh, you can, when you're not playing, like your avatar can be hired or can populate in somebody's game. Mm -hmm. So it's possible if she made one that looks like her, then, you know, that's the case, but I don't know. So looks like we don't have any more on it for now, though. It's still pretty weird. In in fact, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, if the characters are photorealistic, there's also that too. So. Yeah. And we know that video games are once again, a testing ground for new technologies and things. So, oh, yeah. um, I mean, more and more they're becoming revelation of the method and what they use. So, <laughs> and that, you know, kind of dovetails with what's going on here. Um, and all of this to me just screams, is it Revelation 19? They will they will beg for death, but death will flee from them. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. It's like AI, well, immortality, it's AI immortality, the metaverse. Oh, speaking of the metaverse. Guess oh, what yeah. happened in the metaverse? Guess what happened? Somebody guess. Then no? Nobody knows? Okay. A marriage. Yes. They had the first marriage in the metaverse. What's the how do you pronounce his name? This guy's name? It's uh, Kevin Prince Boateng. Boateng. Yeah, soccer player played in uh, Italy, Milan. Mm -hmm. He got married in the metaverse. You can't make this stuff up, folks. Yesterday, the footballer Kevin Prince Boateng got married in not Milan, not Madrid, but in the metaverse. Kevin Prince seems to share Zuckerberg's vision and celebrated his wedding on a virtual moon. Behind the virtual wedding couple and virtual guests went a virtual earth. Huh. All right. Well, look at the picture. What do we see? You got your cube. You got your the eye in the cube. They have legs now. Oh yeah, they have legs. Yeah. Yeah. The last time I saw any metaverse footage, it was a bunch of floating torsos. That's right. So. Yeah. Now, now they have legs, and um, you can get married. Yeah. Oh, it's an interracial marriage. Well, not really, because they're they're of the same demonic species. Oh, are they? They're, I mean, yeah. they're both vaxxed. They're both they're both digital. They're both digital I'm creatures. Not, I'm so. talking about the digital thing. Is this an actual real person? Did he actually get married in real life? I I, I don't know, but you, do you think she's freaking happy about it? I mean, I doubt it, right? Well, like, no, because most women most women what was it the uh, the princess uh, wedding thing from Disney? Everybody wants that, right? The princess wedding right. stereotype. They see Cinderella their whole life. You know, they want to marry the prince and have the big wedding. They don't know what happens afterwards, but they want the big fucking wedding. Yeah, this ain't it. This looks like Mm-mm. shit. Like what yeah. what's that stupid flag supposed to be? That's what I don't know. It's like a um 
Is that the new transgender flag? Uh, it's a cube. It's it looks like a like a really jacked up Nintendo GameCube. It looks like more ghosty imagery to me. <sighs> Isn't that the metaverse symbol? Is it the metaverse symbol? Yeah, it is. Okay. So I was right. Okay, yeah. So it's goatee. Okay, yeah. so here here it is. Uh thank you Jolly Pirate in the comments. Real quick, there's a there's a quick uh, update on the driver situation. On the driver situation. Yeah, the, in the video game. Oh. Yeah, it's Forza. I wondered if it was Forza or um uh a game called Drive. Okay, so but, it's Forza. Yeah, so they, they have a system uh, called the Drivatar system. So it's a way for uh, players that create a character and play the game, their character and how and how they control that character uh, gets copied and used to race against other players. So it records their movement and driving behavior as they play the game. In combination with machine learning, uh, the game basically turns that character into a bot placed on how they've played the game before. Okay, so it's not completely out of the out of the question that something like this could happen. And no, not okay. at all. I okay. I figured it was something like this. Okay, but for this in this article, it's it's uh, looked upon in a melancholy, um, hopeless romantic light. Ah, like oh, that's so sweet. Oh, He's he comforted. found his ex, and he drove around yes, holding her tailpipe. Girlfriend. Yeah. Followed her around in the game. Holding your tailpipe. <laughs> it's like cars. Well, you guys, never mind. Stop. I'm going to stop myself right there. Yeah, never, never mind. I'm about to go into car chat territory for a second. Oof. I thought I thought you were about to say the line from Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, the banana in the tailpipe? No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> well, you just did. No, I didn't. Boy, this is. A- I didn't. I didn't do the whole line. I just did. This the- is a rather uh, inclusive wedding. I'm looking at though on the moon, oh yeah on the fake moon. Oh, definitely. There's, yeah, you've got, um, what do you got? You got a black dude. None of her inlets, you got blacks. Yeah. None of her friends showed up. Nope. There's no women. What kind of wedding is this? There's no women. Uh, I don't know. Look back on the, yeah, you look back on the far right, the two characters in in Uh, black shirts. Yeah, I suppose those are women. They're like, they look like, like Romulan officers or something from Star Trek non-binary no. yeah non-binary um one of them looks like you can't tell but i don't know that one in the well, back of the black is a guy it's an asian man yeah they're a neck there's one in like a neck brace or a really gay scarf is it really gay like taliban type is that scarf a, is that a cartoon bear in the lower right hand corner is that is that what that is? Those are dogs. Also dogs. Those are all dogs. It's a Great oh, Dane, a oh, poodle. Those are dogs. It's a Great Dane, a poodle, and what might be like a Sheba. Because of course there's all a right. Sheba. Because of course Sheb came to the you know, Doge came to the wedding. What would a wedding yeah. be in the metaverse without Doge? I don't know. This whole thing is just really really, really weird and gay. gay. Man, yeah. Johnny, do you think Tim Osman just sits back with like a glass of goat's milk and it's just like, man? It's happening. <laughs> it's a real one out there, folks. I don't, I don't know what the goat's milk reference was for, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he if he drinks or if he has livestock. And I, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think yeah. the guys on his soccer team are giving him shit about this? I hope like, so. They should be right. They definitely like, they should, should be. be. Yeah. Yeah. Football. I don't know. Football. Talk about football. Maybe there are rules in Spain about in the locker room Italy. about not 
Italy, whatever, to give, you know, you can't like haze in the, the locker room. Maybe they're very sensitive about that. That's possible. But well, he, doesn't, he doesn't play anymore. Oh, okay. So he's out of the Which league. Which is why now he's he just... got married in the metaverse. When you don't, when you, when you retire, you either become a celebrity in some other category or you become a, a sports pundit. Right. And he decided yeah. to go with weirdo that got married in the metaverse. Boy, he was—he really got shafted on that one. Yeah. Was like, How about his 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 uh, his agent? Right, right. Listen to me, Prince. Listen, we're gonna go with option C. Okay, they're gonna love it. Everybody's gonna love it. You're gonna sell jerseys. You know. I don't know this guy. In the metaverse. Wait, wait what? Yeah. You couldn't what? even get me on Sky Sports. Ha. <laughs> Like no, you're black. They already got black guys on there. Right, they have actual athletes. You're retired. Nobody cares. <laughs> what do you think you are, Charles Barkley? Well, here we go, boys. Metaverse marriage. Right. Well, yep. It's. Yeah. I mean, you know, horrors. It's. It's shame that the horrors beyond your comprehension happen to be so fucking mundane and banal. Really, just really gay. Yeah, very. How long gay. until we see like Church of Satan doing metaverse marriages, metaverse abortions, metaverse marriages? Well, they're already. They're already fighting for the religious exemption to to um, help women kill their babies. I what mean, Jews, they just, they're just going to do it anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, the like, Church of Satan is what they do, right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Jews are really, really mad at the Church of Satan, though. Why? It's like staring uh, into a mirror going, like the, you knock it off, well, okay? They feel, they feel like, like the Church of Satan. The they feel like the Church of Satan is taking away from the Jewish religion's ancient right of abortion. Ah, I see what you're saying, yes. They're because this is some young upstart religion who just started following Satan in, you know, last year. <laughs> but don't worry, guys. They made it clear with the Church of Satan that racism, bigotry, and anti-abortion stances are completely unsatanic. Right. Racism is not is unsatanic. You would think, you see, you would think it'd be the opposite. But Satan's very inclusive. He he needs a lot yep. of people. Yeah, he's very inclusive. So they're going to start doing metaverse weddings in hell now. I mean, they did it on the I moon. Mean, the metaverse would be that. Yeah, right? metaverse is already. Yeah, hell, exactly. So. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm so co- I'm so confused. You keep repeating yourself. Like, yes, You're like multiple Jesus layers. Satanists, uh, you know. Uh, weddings in hell metaverse yeah it's <laughs> multiple layers of repetition there man it's like i'm getting dizzy <laughs> it's just terrible okay so man that's gay do we have any other, speaking of gay do we have any other gay news uh, get that out of the way billy joe armstrong oh yes in the country billy joe armstrong no is, he's not no he's not he's, he's not, not leaving his citizenship right none of them ever do that they say they're gonna do that the only one who did was uh ryan dawson Ryan Dawson said, if you elect, he said, yeah, he said, if George Bush gets elected a second time, I'm out of here. And he did. He left. He fucked he off to, to Japan. He went Which back one to is, the Philippines, right? Which no. one is Ryan Dawson? Ryan Dawson is the one with this, like the 70s Scott Bayo haircut that does um, 9-11 stuff that he went back on and changed his mind. Oh, I, yeah, I don't know anything yeah. about that guy. I yeah. thought you meant like an actual celebrity. Well... He likes to think he's a celebrity. Right. He was bigger a few years ago. Though. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Much like a lot of other things were yeah, a lot bigger. So years. he doesn't have a creek. A creek? No. I don't even think you know. I don't even think he has like no. a garden or anything. 
He so, okay, so he's he not what the show Dawson's Creek was about, right? No, he's not. No. The, ah, no, he's not the Dawson from Dawson's Creek. Man, that no. took that took a while. Right. Here, look at my watch. <laughs> so, uh, Green Day sang that song "American Idiot," right? Like during the Bush administration, also, like right, that was he, there. He also wrote a musical <laughs> that ran. It was like the longest running musical at the Berkeley Repertory Theater ever. It was run. It ran for like four years straight. Man, and that is really gay. It's very gay. Um, yeah, I remember. The, I remember kind of liking this one quote from him because it was like very, it was very honest, and mm -hmm. it was like it was something about how he was telling punk rockers that call him a sellout. He's like, "Listen, I don't live at the damn trailer park anymore, and I'm happy about that. So sue me." You know, I was like, "Well, that was that was pretty honest." It was honest, shitty, but it was honest. Yeah. Hey. I'm just asking for a friend, but how how exactly does one renounce their citizenship <laughs> asking for a friend? Renounce their citizenship? I assume you have to go down to uh you have to become a citizen of another country in order you, to do So you can just stop being like American. You know, it's ex it's expensive, I think, yeah, to go through the process, but not not like it matters for a guy like him. Right. He's got plenty of dookie money. I think Sk Skull mentioned that he has to like still check in with like the tax department. Yeah, we are one of the only couple of countries on the planet, planet. Oh my gosh, in the realm where uh, you, when you're not living in the country geographically, you still have to pay taxes for this country or or do check ins. The Federal Reserve owns us. Right. Right. We're tax yeah. slaves. Yes, yes. hundred yeah. percent. We're tax slaves. Sorry. If you have a social security card and a, a birth certificate and everything, you are owned. Man, Billy Joe Armstrong has very strong FTM vibes. He does. Guys. I've like I've it, seen like, him just person. talking about that before. Yeah, I've like, seen him in person. Very round, soft features. Very mm. s short, stubby arms. He's not a tall person. He wears uh, like women's cowboy boots type shoes. Um, yeah, his very small feet. I'm, like I said, I've met him. Well, not met him, but I've been up, up close to him. I've never actually spoken to him. But yeah, he's not a very big person. He's definitely feminine looking. Um, I would Billy, Billy with an I E. Right. Ugh. Yeah. Billy <laughs> Joe Armstrong. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It wasn't Billy Holiday a woman. Probably not. No, I'm just saying. But like, it's supposed to be a woman, right? That's why I keep getting. What did I say earlier? Right here, Billy Joe Arm, Billy Joe Holiday. Billy yeah, shoot. Holiday. Yeah, shoot. Uh, I get the two. Billy I get the two trannies confused. The, the black. Yeah, Billy Holiday was that black singer that was on Smack, right? That that uh, all That's the right. hipsters. Right, yeah. like, I got right. my trannies confused. I'm sorry. Yeah. But trannies yeah, definitely, crossed. definitely, Billy Joe Armstrong looks like an FTM, like like as much as Jeremy Renner does. Plus, he wears like the Jeremy Renner is one of the most obvious ones. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. To me, yeah, to, like, no, uh, like to everybody. To me, that one stands out. Yeah, to, but, uh, to anybody, I think. I, there's something I've found incredibly revolting about Green Day's music since I first heard it in the 90s. What's that? Like before they got, before they got famous, they were on uh, Lookout Records, and uh, you know some people would play this tape. I think it was called Kerplunk, and it was you know an obvious reference to you know what their album Dookie was. But like it, it was always that there was something about his vocals and music that was just so grating to me 
But yeah, now I was I, never a fan. But now I understand why. It's because he's an FDM. Right. He's got a raspy girl voice. Trying yeah. to be a man. Yeah, that makes sense. That actually makes a lot of sense. Um, he's not from the trailer park anymore. I didn't know he grew up in a trailer park in Marin. I thought it was well, a rich I mean, kid. Every, everybody's got to have a everybody's right. got to have a mythology. I mean, it's likely he didn't at all. But, no, I'm pretty uh, sure he was a rich private school kid from Marin, right? Who used to him and his friends would like drive over to Albany, leave their cars at San Pablo, Bart, and uh, like take Bart into this into like Oakland to seem like they were like street kids. Is pop punk one of the worst genres of all time? If not. Uh, it's right up there with um, whatever the fuck Florida Georgia Line country is, like that. Uh, bro country, bro country, bro country. Bro country. Okay, yeah. that's bro. Yes, it's it's right there with bro country. Pop punk and bro country are about even for me. Is like mm, in the top. They're like in the top three worst genres. I can't think of a third one that I would put above any of them. I don't trap I don't, music. Trap music oh. isn't music. Yeah, I don't think music. I put. Green Day and pop punk, though. I wouldn't even put it really in punk. Uh, no, absolutely they're pop punk, dude. That's like literally the, yeah. That's what I don't are. know. I just put them in whatever mainstream rock is at this point. Well, at this point, yeah, but they're pop punk and pop Early punk. Early on, is sure. They're considered the progen- progenitors of, of pop uh, punk. Pop punk. Them sure. Early on, yes, but man, they really changed. Them and Blink-182 uh, and, yeah. That whole genre. Suicide rap is garbage. Suicide also, rap. I call it. Yeah, like is, Suicide Boys, whatever is, they call it. Is that a genre? Dark rap. Dark rap? The fuck okay. it is. Island Boys. No, no Suicide Boys. It's no, like it's white rap. rappers who sing about like, you know, being depressed. That, white sounds, that sounds incredibly homosexual. Yeah, yeah, that, that really sound, does. That doesn't no, sound that very doesn't. straight at all. Um, what else do we no, have? There will not be no. There will not be a Blink One Eighty Two or Green Day Break song. No, no. Now a, everybody can stop asking right now. No, we used to play Blink Fourteen Eighty Eight stuff, and I think we played every single one of their songs over the course of the first four or five seasons. All right, moving along. Um, so, I guess we're still kind of on the the Roe v. Wade thing a little bit, uh, but from a different angle. The pro-abortion terror group Jane's Revenge is that entirely a creation of the FBI? The answer is yes, of course it is. <laughs> I mean, if you have to ask, yes. I mean, come on, come on. I'm doing the I'm doing the yellow go at the hands. You know, <laughs> you know. I mean, come on. Like this is terrible. So what? This so is what this- is the evidence that Jane's Revenge is a completely concocted organization that does not exist? Well, so, because all the information comes from Bellingcat. And what yeah. is Bellingcat? Bellingcat is a um, a group that was founded or funded by the CIA. Yeah, it was. It's a Netherlands-based organization that is specifically for um, what would you call it? Domestic terror investigations. Yeah, but it's like you know, it's like a false flag in a box. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> dial up a false flag. They've you call ch- Bellingcat. They have been accused over the years, and this article we're looking at from Revolver, this is not the first article Revolver's published mm-hmm. on Bellingcat um, and exposing their weird – they always seem to have the scoop on uh, false flags, hoaxes, whatever, um, 
you know, protester, quote, protester violence that's going on. Mm -hmm. They always know first somehow. And finally, people figured it out. They're getting these tips from, quote, anonymous sources always. They never provide a source, um, but they always are looking for people to report. Um, what they're really looking for is people to take part. Is Revolver one of the... I thought Revolver was a conservative sort of like gateway pundit sort of site. Am I, am I wrong? Is um, no, they are kind of. They're yeah. They're like center right. Yeah, if, yeah. Pretending that exists, so right? Like, like Daily but Caller kind of thing, or kind of not even, not even. Yeah, I quit a going. Little, to, I quit going a little to more centrist. Website, so, so check this out. A little more centrist than that. So check this out. This female tweets: "I'm a leftist organizer in Madison, and not one person I've talked to has ever heard of Jane's Revenge." Now, of course, the uh, Bellingcat heard about this from an anonymous source from a faceless group that no one's ever heard of. So the Jane's revenge, um, the deal with them is what they were going to uh, burn it down, right? They're, if, if we don't get what we want, we're going to burn it down. Jane's revenge was going to a group of supposed left wing abortion, uh, abortion enjoyers. were going to enact some sort of fiery revenge. Right. Right. It turns out it was just, Belling cat making shit up, probably. Or so, what? I mean, so like Jane's revenge has been uh, attributed to some of the vandalism of the uh, religious uh, adoption centers. Yeah, because they're they're anti-abortion, typically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. And well, that that's the entire that's the entire uh, that's the entire premise of this organization is. And I'm sorry. Every time we say Jane's Revenge, I hear that stupid Jane's Addiction song in my head. Oh my Jane God. says, <laughs> "Stop," because <laughs> I don't want to hear it either. So the the steel drums yeah, so, and everything. Mm -hmm. So the thing here with Bellingcat, they claim to get anonymous tips from activist from other activist groups. But like somebody here says in, in the replies, no activist group has ever sent a statement to Bellingcat. I mean, this is just a random person on Twitter, but think about it. I believe it. Yeah, why, why would it, these why would an activist group knowingly collaborate? Any if any of them are remotely real, why would they collaborate with these people? With especially Bellingcat, knowing what information about Bellingcat is out there. Which is you know. readily available for yeah. you to go find within like five minutes. Easily, you Google, yeah, Google will show you all the bad things Belling now that Belling Cat is attached to. But now is that you know they're out there, so you know they don't care, or is Belling Cat just a some sort of a, a put up red herring? I mean, we flippantly talk about how Antifa groups are basically the action arm of the of the FBI, right? Right. Yeah, so like it doesn't. It's not far fetched that there's some uh, fake, violent, anti, uh, well, pro-abortion uh, community organizing group that has direct ties to whatever this Belling Cat shit is. Like, right. It's sure. Not, it's just it's just the system's tentacles. Like it's like the tips of their tentacles, right? Well, yeah, and like I said, if if any of these groups are remotely real and legitimate mm -hmm. what they're the last thing that they're going to want to do is put themselves in 
the target of the government in any way. They're not going to want to step in front of the government in any way because the most real and radical people here, and they do exist, though few and far in between, they hate the government as much as anybody else. They just hate it for different reasons. Right. Um, so they're what they're number one thing they're not going to want to do is cooperate with the CIA. So if they were what, a they, real, what yeah. the CIA does and what they've been doing is, yeah, for propping up these different groups on either side. Or just creating them out of whole cloth, like making exactly. them up. Yeah, they don't exist. They just they're actors. You know, none of it. None of it is real. Yeah, CIA team comes in real quick, trashes a place, and then you know they put it out on the news. Oh, look at this group's violence, dude. This picture, the, this picture doesn't even have to be a real picture. This could be some sort of computer generated. I've played video games where you walk into rooms that look better than that. Yeah, come on. So yeah, that it, it. in this part of the continent-wide strip mall in mm-hmm. Denton, where the college is, UNT is, there was that one uh, pro-life adoption center that was hit by what was supposedly Jane's Revenge, and it was just pretty much some light vandalism. Right. Uh, they didn't they didn't set the place on fire or anything. They just spray painted the shit out of the the building. You know, right. I think maybe they threw something through one of the windows, but I mean, it's not really like lives have been threatened by Jane's revenge, right? It's just, it's, it's just like, oh my God, they're going to cause some vandalism. Well, no, that's the thing is they're keeping up, they're keeping up the blue team side of things. That's why this is a blue team conspiracy, um, at least that, that it's coming up here. Because while they still do these things and still prop up, you know, this kind of vandalism, whatever, there's never any life at stake that they create in the story. When it comes to a you know fictional right wing terror group, they want as much violence and attempted murder, or if they can squeeze it out of there, some kind of hoax murder, um, and they'll milk that for all it's worth. Oh yeah, Heather Heyer. Hey, that was exactly what I was thinking of. Right. 421 years because your GPS told you to go this way. Um, you know, free because the insanity plea dude that actually wanted to kill white people said he was going to kill white people, drove through a crowd of white people and killed them. Yeah, GPS. So, Steri GPS told James Fields, got James Fields over 400 years in prison, and mm-hmm. Amazon Alexa wants to read my kid bedtime stories in the voice of his dead grandma. Yeah. No thanks. Nope. Nope, nope. <laughs> get thee behind me, Satan. Like seriously. Right. At this, no, no. Get the holy water. Like whatever we gotta do. Spray, like, like smudge some sage. We're gonna do all of the things. Just, I'm just gonna pray. That Alexa, too. I want you to read me H.P. Lovecraft with Saddam Hussein's voice. Let's see. That'd be kind of cool. That's different. Okay, that's different because he's not your dead grandpa. Well, for that, you could just pay the Xfinity customer service guy like two hundred bucks. Have him read it to you live. Do your Xfinity rep sound like Saddam Hussein? I mean, they Alexa, all do. Alexa, give me updates on my tech stocks in the voice of Theodore Kaczynski. <laughs> that would be interesting. It's kind of like playing. You with think that AI image generator? Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that might fry the computer? Like it couldn't do it. 
Come on. I don't think it could. How could you get Uncle Ted? Sit have there Ted, quietly. Have Ted read the, the, the stock updates and stuff. That'd be like torturing his AI. Why would you do that? Alexa, there? read me the Battle of the Ants in the voice of Polly Walnuts, please. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> good Lord. Oh, man. Uh, what else we got for this? We have... So much time. Uh, we are 10 minutes-ish. 10 minutes. We, gotta, we can do a whole story. What do we got? Yay! Want to talk about the uh, end of civilization? Oh, the sun? Yeah. Here comes the sun. Doo, 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 doo. Yeah, to end civilization. Every so often, our star fires off a plasma bomb in a random direction. Our best hope the next time Earth is in the crosshairs, capacitors. Capacitors. Wait, flux capacitors? Yes, flux capacitors. 6.2 gigawatts. Anyways. Oh, man. 27 million degrees inside the sun. Oh, wow. The very first line, to, the, to, the, to a photon, the sun is like a crowded nightclub. Tie in the societal references right off the crowded. bat. Crowded nightclub, you say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of crowded nightclub, did you guys see? They finally released the inside camera footage uh, of the Pulse shooting. Did you Did you see that? That was very gay, and there, not just because of the club. Yeah, yeah. like Studio Fifty Four gay. Mm-hmm. Very, very gay. The they the reason why they even brought it up was because what the the wife's. Um, the wife was on trial because she supposedly helped. So they decided to show it publicly. Huh. Interesting. That's maybe strange. one day we'll get, mm. maybe one day we'll get the public, uh, you know, video of what happened in Vegas too, right? Nah. <laughs> nah, fuck you. You ain't getting shit. You mean a bootleg, a bootleg of the concert? Right. Pretty sure those legally don't exist anymore. Well, remember how? Remember how uh, when it first happened? Okay. There was clips of people. There were clips of people at the concert. You know, there was like you, the Jason Aldean guy. But all the clips always started like at about the same the same time. Like everybody started filming yeah. at the same time. It wasn't like they were filming the whole concert or they were filming that whole song like some people do. You know, they hold their phone. Nope. Up, all right? start. All start right around the same time of the song. Now wait a minute. Don't you think maybe that's just because like they cut them off at that point just to put them on the internet? Really, everybody in the same at the same place? I don't know. Yeah, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. So back to the sun. Back to the sun. Uh, the sun's magnetic field is causing a ruckus, and it's it's gonna kick out um, a plasma ball, plasma clouds. Excuse me, from the sunspots. Hmm. Hmm. Bring the ruckus. Right, bring the ruckus. That's as far as we're going with that. The the sunspots turn into like plasma cannons, and photons just go in every direction, and we could be in the blast. Oh yeah, we could be in the blast, and it could cause very bad things. Oh my god, man, this is sounding like some. Warhammer 40k fiction. The sun has played this game of Russian roulette with the solar system for billions of years, sometimes shooting off several coronal mass ejections in a day. That's tiresome. Most come nowhere near Earth. 
It would take centuries of human observation before someone could stare down the barrel while it happened. Like, come on. Does that sound like a science article to you? Or does that sound like thinly veiled, like space porn? Uh, Sounds like space porn. Coronal mass injections into the glory portal. Right. That. Write that down. All right. That's fine. Yep. I like that one. Oh, apparently. If you're going to do it, uh, right? If you're going to do it, you have to do it all the way. So. (laughs) Apparently, this was observed, though. Oh, for one of the first times in billions of years. Oh, of course. Yeah, 1859, Richard Carrington, a 33-year-old brewery owner and amateur astronomer. Whoa, what a combination in 1859. Man, that guy had some gumption. He owned a brewery and he had a telescope. He was in his own private private observatory (laughs) sketching sunspots. So in 1859, they had the technology to look at the sun... And we're able to sketch it. So he had to do the, like, you know, you filter the sun through, like, lenses so you don't blind your eyes and whatever. Like, there are ways you can, you know, look at the sun. But 1859? Hmm. What dost thou do, Richard? <laughs> I make beer, mead, and then I also uh, sketch sunspots through my telescope. No, dude. He- 33 years old couldn't draw trannies didn't want to do landscapes you know place fake dinosaurs and 500 year old paintings right so many things going on so many things he was listen reinhardt he was sunspot sketcher guy okay right but i mean it's how do you look through the telescope and not go blind right Right, that's you're not supposed to stare directly so like what kind of filter did he have that's what i'm saying he had he had those special like welders grade lenses so you could look at the sun well, how do you, so I how, wonder if it was just how do not know goggles. It, how do you not know if the filter wasn't creating the spots? I don't know. I don't I don't know Stop that we would know. Stop asking how to, questions, yeah. Dogma. God, this is a great story, all right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing great about this story. This is incredible. He's 33 years old. It's a perfect And age. he owns a brewery. Yeah. And no, he's an astronomer. He's a renaissance man. This is a renaissance man in the 1850s. 1859. 9-1-59. While he stewed, he couldn't. He went to go find somebody who could witness this, right? He saw a he saw sunspots erupting into a blinding beam of light. Um, he was trying to make sense of it all, but while he stewed, a plasma bomb silently barreled towards Earth at several million miles per hour. Oh wow! Wait, wait. While he was looking at it, yep. No, while he was no, and while he was sitting there stewing. Oh, I'm sorry. Trying to trying to figure out what exactly happened because nobody had ever witnessed this before that he knew. Okay, so he did see the blinding light though. So he did see the yeah. He did. He did. And he went off to look for somebody who had also seen it, try and corroborate what was going on, because he thought it was like, did my lens just malfunction? Like what was going on here? Um Yeah. So while he was doing that. Apparently, it sent out a coronal mass ejection straight towards Earth. Oh, boy. Oh, Mm. boy. So, apparently, there was a proton uh, 
was it the the magnetic orientation of you know like like it would be like a bullet but the the magnetism is what uh apparently brought the beam and then apparently rejected it back into space i don't know because it didn't hit us obviously and it melted all the telegram lines right that's what happened to all those thousands of telegram lines and all the pictures I want to know. Yep. I want to know who was the guy that tested those lines to make sure they worked. Can you imagine the maintenance? You've seen that those would like suck. Hundreds and hundreds of telegram lines. And yeah, a guy from V here says the Barlow lens was invented in 1798. That's that's not surprising. Okay. That they, yeah, I'm not doubting at all that they had some way to look at the sun at least for for you know limited periods of time. Sure. So he was able to sketching sunspots, though. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's don't interesting. Know. However, that's what they say he did in 1859 while he was running his brewery. He was also being a, a uh, an amateur astronomer. Interesting. Hey, uh, we are coming up on the end of the first hour. Like to let me see, jump over real quick over to D Live. Uh, thank Banana Pill donated a Ninja Genie. Thank you, sir. Yes, thank you. The usual suspects, belt loops matter, negative zero on here. Uh, Guy from B, thanks for joining us as well. Um, and Slug Knight, uh, we have talked about the transatlantic cable lines that really they go across the entire realm yeah, there's, that we know of. There's, yeah, there's, there's trans everything cables. Yes, they are more real than satellites. Yes. Out in space. Yes. Um, Dogbot, we're going to do another Swarm Intelligence song this week? Man, I can't get enough of Swarm Intelligence, so I thought we would play his single Once Bitten. All right. We're going to listen to this, and we'll be back.
All right, everybody, we're back. This is still the Paranormies present the Nationalist Inquirer. I'm still Johnny with Reinhardt, Dogmont, and Grognak. Um, what's up, guys? <laughs> Not much. Not much. Right. No yogurt for me tonight. No yogurt. I just had mine. I just no, realized I, I put my today. I put my earpiece in the wrong ear just now. Nice. That felt weird. All right. We're back. We have more news. I don't know. We want to start with the with the movie references, or you want to do the January 6th thing? Do the movie reference. Yes. All right. I just put an article in the uh, chat to go with it. Oh, there's actually an article? Yeah. But I want everybody to see the picture first here. I'll, I'll change that over. Okay. Put the, yeah, put the, put the picture up. That should be up for everybody. Oh, That's man. Right. It's not Maverick gun. and Goose. Huh? It's not Maverick and Goose. It's Moonfish and Juice. I mean, fish and juice. That is like, that is like the dime store version of Top Gun. But these are Ukrainian pilots. That came. So it, it didn't even dawn on me. It didn't even dawn on me that this kind of really cheap, terrible propaganda is basically aligned with the fact that they just released a new Top Gun movie. Oh, you didn't see? Yeah. You like this is absolutely perfect. Yeah, like it didn't it didn't dawn on me when I first saw this. I was just like, oh, that was the first thing so I thought of. Corny. That was the very first thing. And come on, dude. Moonfish and juice. Maverick and goose. I know. I know. Come on. You know, but they reversed it, bro. Hold on. Hold on. They reversed it. They reversed it. Right. It's juice and moonfish. So it doesn't flow off the tongue the way Maverick and goose. Yeah. Right? So you don't you have to manually switch them. Right. It's like Which that's worst co- that's that's as far as they that's as far as they thought ahead to like you know try to de- to hide that. It's just quick flip the words around. <laughs> Which is the worst call sign? Um, moonfish. Yeah, moonfish. Juice, juice. At least is one word. It's quick. Yeah, juice at least makes you sound fast. Like yeah. Like OJ Simpson. Right. No. Well, he was had to be fast to chase the trannies. Yeah. So is is juice the the short one then? I would think in this dude the way that the way that the one is standing, they're like Jim Acosta is doing the lean. The one guy is standing fairly normal, but the other guy is like doing the gangster lean with Jim Acosta. Jim Acosta <laughs> is on a booster. Oh, absolutely! You right? can see his knees are he above is. the other guy's knees. He's standing on a yeah. step. Yeah. Yeah, because he's a tiny little creature. Right. All he of them are. All television people tall? are tiny little Jews. Yeah. How tall the the front guy is, I'm assuming that's Juice. However tall Juice is, that's Jim Acosta. He's shorter than that. Yeah. So they had to put him they when they when they shooped this or they they did the live shot, they put him on a little stool a little bit further back to make him look taller. Yeah, they're yeah. probably standing in front of the Because proportional yeah. proportionally his head is smaller than the other guy's heads. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Well he's a very much smaller same thing with like Ryan Seacrest, the same thing, uh, you know, they're they're very tiny people. All the people on television are tiny. Where's his mask? Yeah, where's oh, yeah. his mask? He's yeah, fully vaccinated. He's on. fully vac- vaccinated, so he doesn't need a mask. Uh, oh, he's so these so, pilots he's are so not vaccinated. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. These pilots probably are, but remember, Jim Acosta says their identities are concealed for security reasons. How do you get the nickname Moonfish? 
What 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 did you what what series of events had to go wrong in your life to where you ended up with the nickname Moonfish? I can't think of I'm anything. Assuming, I'm assuming it's some weird like Ukrainian Eastern European thing. Right. Yeah, I probably you're probably correct, Reinhardt. I don't believe that I can come up with a scenario where I would give a friend because you can't give yourself a nickname unless he picked it. You know, um, this no, and that's the thing is I don't believe that, that even Moonfish and Juice know that those are their names. They're just actors. They're not even yeah, Ukrainian. Like probably you know? not even Ukrainian. Right. I guess there. I guess there weren't any. You know, like dead South American porn stars that you could have gotten your nickname from, right? Right. What? Oh. <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> All oh. those were taken. Oh. I'm pulling up the article here. I want to. I want to know about this. Shuffles notes. So let's see. Moose and Moonfish and Juice. They call the Moonfish and Juice in that order in there the you article. Go. Yeah. Um, Maverick two and Goose. Pilots visited DC. Had a simple message for the elected leaders: We can win this war and have to because if Russia wins, there's no telling where it will stop. Oh, if it's God. not stopped right now. Right here in Ukraine on the ground, the rest of the democratic world could find itself in a much, much worse situation. Oh, man, I can hear fish. in the background, I can hear like a very modern, you know, like like very late in the career Van Halen song start to play. Moonfish you know. <laughs> juice, they're fighting. You know, Eddie's, Eddie's got the guitar around his back and he's doing the keyboard part, you know. He slings it around real right. quick. And it's Sammy Hagar. It's definitely Sammy Hagar. No, no, no! Late, late Van Halen was more keyboards, man. I know that's the, the, yeah. oh from John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Oh man, these guys are like expert geopolitical guys. Oh really? Um, oh really? So they're pilots Apparently. that have expert do geopolitical have, opinions. Do they, they have do. a podcast you can you can pay to you know yearly to listen to? I don't know. I don't know, but you know what? I'd I'd send a money order to them any day so that they can buy a gated community home. Um, Juice said Ukraine must return to the borders established in 1991 after the collapse of the Soviet Union. His handlers hasten to point out that Kiev's official position is not quite so ambitious. Did you just say Kiev? Not concerned. Yeah, I'm just reading the article. Okay. But Juice is not concerned with the finer points of diplomacy. Boy. So it's the position of politicians, he says insistently, but the position of soldiers is the borders of 1991. Wow. What a guy. What a guy. (laughs) He's like... Hilarious. He's like, you know, the tough war fighter pilot with an attitude, you know? Very nationalistic. This is funny. Oh, my God. I wonder how he feels about Roe versus Wade. Um, I I think he knows Ho's mad. Hmm. Ho's, I wonder what that is in in Russian. What Ho's mad? I don't know. Yeah. Grognek, look that up. What is Ho's mad so. in Russian? I don't know. Dude, I tried looking at Russian as a language to learn, and I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing that without someone else paying the bills. Right. Um. So we're almost done with Roe versus Wade, but did you know that the decision comes out the day after Trump's worst day in the January 6th hearings? 
That's the reason why they did the Roe versus Ways to cover up the January 6th debacle. Yes, that is the uh, left-wing conspiracy theory that I found on Twitter that I thought would, would be. I, I love talking about all kinds of different conspiracy theories, and sometimes mm -hmm. I forget that Blue Team has some of their own. Like, remember, I think around this time in 2020, they had the left-wing conspiracy theory that they were destroying all the mailboxes. <laughs> That 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 Trump's that Trump's postal service was removing all the mailboxes so people couldn't mail in their ballots. Oh right, yeah, they were taking away yeah all the all the actual like public mailboxes. Yeah. Well, there was several this is, pictures this is up there with that. There were several pictures going around of of uh, mailboxes with you know workers on them. So clearly they were being removed, you know, not maintained or fixed. Whatever. Mm. Yeah. No, so what I, is going on? They always, here? What's going they're on? They're changing the narrative. They're, they're don't let don't let the traitors forget January sixth. That's right. Okay. January sixth, which of course Donald Trump, you know, he tried to get to the White House on January sixth, but he was thwarted by his driver. But apparently Donald Trump said, "I'm the fucking president." I, I don't do. I don't. I, I don't know how to do a Donald Trump right the second, but I'm not. He said he's the fucking president, and he wanted to go to the White House. But apparently, his driver was given the instruction to take him to the West Wing. He wanted to go to the Capitol. That's where he wanted to go, not to the White House. They took him to the back to the White House. That was uh, what's her name there, Hutchinson. Yeah, Cassidy Hutchinson. Cassidy Hutchinson, former aide to White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. Mm -hmm. Guys, so. A nobody. That account that posted the thing about Roe versus Wade decision comes out the day after Trump's first day in January 6 hearings is total dead internet. 231 followers. When you go to the profile, it's just a blue thing that says when we vote, we win. But the banner is what makes this account. It's a coat hanger, and in bloody letters, it says, thanks, SCOTUS. Oof. Yep, total dead internet. This is not a real human being at all. No. Changing the so just back to what we were saying earlier, AIs on social media, ninety at least greater than ninety percent, just designed to sh to shape public opinion. Yeah, literally, that's what social media is for. I'm just gonna go ahead and pull this up myself. Took me a minute to find the uh, find the tweet because there was no preview. Let's see this Herb Montgomery. Oh yeah, this is complete. Just total dead internet. Like this is not a real person. No, no way. No, this isn't. It's every every single major like inflammatory issue. There's a liberal opinion piece yeah. right there. Yeah. Yep, Ron Perlman retweet, crappy uh, Trump uh, supporter. Uh, sports ball, uh, sports ball coach talking about the Uvalde thing. You know, basically where he's saying we need to take everyone's guns. Yeah, you know. I think Ron Perlman is a synth. You think he's he might a be? Synth? Yeah. Did you ever see him in Beauty and the Beast from like the eighties? He looks the fucking same. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think he's a real person anymore. Oh boy, this person really hates Tennessee. 
Ron Perlman was in a super creepy movie uh, from France called The City of Lost Children. Oh, man, that was a good movie. Creepy. I thought it was. I'm afraid I, if I watch again, I'll be like, oh. I remember watching that movie, and the, dire- the same director did another pretty weird movie called Delicatessen. Uh, and I, I remember watching these movies in the late '90s and thinking they were they were neat, like in an artistic sort of way. But I'm afraid if I watch City of Lost Children now, I'll be seeing the strong possible pedo vibes. So, <clears throat> with this, just with the the overall okay, changing the narrative here. So Cassidy Hutchinson says Trump wanted to be taken to the Capitol building, tried to grab the steering wheel and make it happen. His, you know, brave driver sweating, thinking he was going to get a shot to the back of the head, bravely took him to the West Wing instead. Hang on a second. How did the president from the back of the limo grab the wheel? I don't know. That's just what I've heard in, in seeing tweets and news stories on her testimony. He tried to grab the wheel. Not that he did, but he tried. But, but how like, would he try from in the back over. of the limo? I don't know. It's he, a, they're trying even to if it's make a him town sound car. as unhinged as possible. Even if it's a town car, he's in the back. Like, did he lunge yeah. over the seat? That's about the only thing you could do. I don't believe I don't know. Again, they're trying to make him sound as unhinged and physically violent as possible. Right. Right. Um, also, if Trump. he did that, if he did that, um, and he was on his, he actually was trying to get to the Capitol, um, that completely takes down anybody's narrative that he set people up and try and abandoned them. Like if he tried to get there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What if he was really trying to get down there? I don't know. What if you, well, I mean, playing a part. I don't, I don't. Yeah. No, it wasn't because it's part of the act. It was all an act. Yeah, exactly. And, and Trump comes out here and, and is, obviously furious about this right you have the piece yeah it's, it's, in, it's, it's, in right here. it's from newsweek it should be in the uh yeah it's in the bottom of the content channel yeah this is some great theater like okay. like any of this is fucking real oh right. real quick uh just before we get too far into this uh, i know we're almost 20 minutes into the second hour but thank you everybody who's donated so far we just hit twenty five thousand gold pills for this show on pilled um thank you all very much Let's see if we can get to 30,000 by the end of the show. Cool. Yeah, if we get to 30,000 by the that. end of the show, maybe Dogbot will do something. What? Yeah. Why don't you do something? He does. He does do I'm busy. something. Hmm? Wow. Busy. Kathleen Hutchinson is a guy. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, that's a dude. I mean, it's probably not even a real person. Yeah, talk about being a synth grognak. This, this just yeah. I'm looking a, at the video. The video is running. With, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, the who video. is the who is the uh, other one that they talked about a lot? One of his staffers, the uh, Hope, uh, Hope something. Hope Atwell or something like that. Yeah, that one. That one's total, total train. Well, it's, yeah, Kaylee McEnany as well. Yeah, he surrounds himself with them. I mean, he bought an right, entire... I gonna, yeah, I always uh, say that. He bought like, an entire pageant. He did. He bought so the Miss Universe pageant. Donald Trump loves yeah. trannies so much, he bought the biggest tranny pageant of all time. He married three of them. Ivana, Marla Maples, and this one. 
did you see the early pictures of him and I think it was uh, Maples? Yeah. Like and one I, of the Maples looked like absolute hammered dog shit. Like a goblin. Yeah. Oh, like, uh, dude, uh, that's uh, so like bad. You're, you're one of the richest guys in New York, and your choice for wife is is a goblin. Used up. Wasn't she an actress, Marla Maples? I don't. I don't know. I, don't know. I honestly, the name. I mean, I know the name because Donald Trump and Marla Maples. I honestly don't know what her, was her claim to fame at all before that. Ivana Dude, I, was completely like she is a fucking yenta. If I've ever seen one. Yeah, I love some of these stupid articles uh, that are here on Newsweek. That, um, <laughs> yeah, like some of these other ones. Pro-life conservatives claim to care about black lives. They don't. All right. Well, don't need to read that one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's you just TLDR'd me in your title and your little blurb there, buddy. Way to go. <laughs> Yeah, she was. Yeah, here. Oh, that's Jason Nichols. Okay. Yes, is go. a uh, black dude with a white name. Oh yeah, dude. That's this Ms. Hutchinson name. has giraffe neck, square jaw, sloping forehead. Yeah, yeah. You got everyone behind her too. Everybody behind her just looks fake. I don't know. The whole thing looks fake. I yeah, mean, like the the. And it says here. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. The pillars, all that stuff, that doesn't even look like the real, I don't know. Uh, it looks like a set. It does look like a set. Um, yeah, it says here, yep, part of it was that he was allegedly grabbing at the steering wheel of the vehicle, transporting him. Um, Bobby Angle, head of Trump security detail, apparently explained they couldn't go to the Capitol, and the former president lunged, allegedly lunged at Angle. Uh, Angle? Huh. Very yeah, I know, right? Suspect there. Hmm. Bobby Angle. Yeah, okay. Robert. I don't know. I just yeah. think Ms. Uh, Trump, So Trump sus. came back and said, essentially, like, she was part of a team. I didn't want to take her with me to, uh, to Florida. I mean, if she thought we were all so terrible, why would she really, really, really want to go to Florida with me and my crew? Like, I don't know. She's bad news. And I like I like this quote a little bit better. Her fake story said, I tried to grab the steering wheel of the White House limousine in order to steer it to the Capitol building is sick and fraudulent, very much like the unselect committee itself. Wouldn't even have been possible to do such a ridiculous thing. And to that note, that explains why I have been seeing lately like cutaway diagrams of the political limousine. Or, or of the hmm. presidential limousine, and showing you know showing how it would be physically, physically impossible for where he sits to be able to lunge and reach towards the steering wheel, and that's, that's why uh, you know why are they allowing lies to be told at the committee? Blah 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 blah. Right. Be- I mean, it's you're, it, you know, the red team, blue why team. Why is mainstream meet. media not showing these awesome cutaway diagrams that you see in like? military vehicle books and stuff <laughs> you was, know is the yeah. limousine a four-seater or a six-seater i dude i didn't pay that close attention to the diagrams but it's just that that's what's being thrown around social media is like look this is a cutaway of what the uh the trump's uh, presidential limousine i forgot he had a he had a kind of <laughs> cool name for it though right like the beast or something like that I don't. Uh, I don't know. But he he called he called Hutchinson a third rate social climber. 
Did you see what he said next about her? Her body language is that of a total bullshit artist. Fantasyland. Well, there's a there's a little revelation of the method right there. It's with it's with the ellipses too. So I'm wondering if he said like BS or if he just left it hanging and then said artist. But this is really this is a pretty pretty funny place to cut it off. Right, a total bull. Mm. I like how they called uh, George Conway a conservative attorney. Yeah, because he's conservative. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was. He's married to that other tranny that was in uh, that was in Trump's administration, Kellyanne. Oh, that's right. He was married to Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne Conway. What's your ethnicity? yeah, the, yeah, I was going to say the one that everybody glommed onto the one line. What's your ethnicity? Yep. Oh, and the so red eyes and the wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then the sunglasses drop. Right. No, no, I'm talking about the red, the laser eyes, you know. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. Know, I know. Like all the edits. Right. I do like the sunglasses. And then the, the sauna rod in the background spinning. Right, exactly. And flashing and giving somebody a seizure. Yeah, and then the skull mat, the the uh, siege mask, uh, like lifts up. <laughs> the sunglasses in the siege mask, right? Yeah, sunglasses, siege mask, spinning sauna rod, and then you know Wagner starts playing. Wagner. Wagner. I don't, yeah, I don't think the. I don't think the Wagner is. Uh, I don't think that's that's what they use. I think they use more like the uh, cyber Nazi stuff. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Wagner's pretty good, though. I like Wagner. Oh, I love Wagner. Absolutely. There's, uh, there's, 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 yes, Reinhardt. What? Oh, sorry. I thought it was on mute there. Oh. No. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... It fell down the glory portal again. <laughs> right. The cl- Stop. Stop. Oh, my God. So Dear Donald Lord. Trump surrounds himself with trannies. What a surprise. To the surprise of absolutely no one. Nope. And uh, once again, playing part of the script. So yes. this is all script. Yes. Because everything about January got? 6th is a script. I'm surprised, right. man. Like, like the... January 6th stuff is amazing. Like, how much... How much lawfare and... um attention they can get from Congress and like every television channel over like six people putting their feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk. I know. It's so terrible. Right. You know, I don't know. Well, I think they're, they're drawing this out for the entire summer, right? For the, like the they cowering, can, they can make this go on the entire time. Right? Remember the cowering. Remember all the, the, well, they're, all the senators, you know, down in the stairs with their masks on. Who was the one that had the stupid bre- the rebreather looking thing on? Remember that one? And I, took, I know, took, I know the one. The yeah, one that was a bad one. The robot, like, he, like took a selfie of himself. <laughs> like, why would you take that selfie if for anything except to like uh, virtue signal? Man, that that's like they're, virtue broadcast. Yeah, it's humongous. Mm-hmm. They are now they're building blue team and red team script theories for this too i mean they're not letting one side go farther than the other they're they're pulling both chains along as much as they can this summer yeah it's pretty funny i mean well well, because now it's they're not they're not doing anything that's making anybody that can that's gonna riot really mad 
No. Well, I mean, now coaches can pray on the football field. Sure, that's a great thing. No, that's well. What do you think of the? What do you think of the take that they're setting up Christianity to be like a big? It's all Christianity's fault. Well, they've been doing this for a while. They're calling. They're calling. Uh, they're calling their opposition the American Taliban, mm-hmm. and so the American Taliban worships Christ. Well, the American Taliban's so been pushing. That's been years. So they're put, doing that. And so they're pushing this this concept that people who want to live a normal American life are Christo fascists. Mm-hmm. Yes, Christo fascist is a term that I've only heard recently. We live in a Christo fascist state. Well, yeah, you see it more and more, especially this year. Mm-hmm. I think with, they with, really are moving towards towards Christianity becoming that scapegoat because, as you see, Christianity is the only belief system that is being attacked in that way it's the only one that's being pinpointed um as one that should be out of politics whenever these these blue team you know dead internet bots on twitter talk about religion being left out of politics the only thing they're talking about of course is christianity you know that they don't have any problem with judaism having to say it judaism and atheism the other two major religions they have no problem no problem i think too that Oh, sorry, Johnny. I said they have no problem whatsoever, you know, with Judaism and atheism as religions and Satanism. Well, Well, why would you repeat yourself? Right. The the histrionic Um, screeching, the histrionic screeching of politicians uh, when the ruling for the coach uh, came in is just absolutely mind numbing to me. I mean, they're, they're talking about like a separation of church and state. But basically what some of the Supreme Court justices have said is, well, now, if if a teacher so chooses, they can lead a class in prayer and they get they, But they need to I, they basically need to give uh, some the, the students an option to opt out, opt out. Right. Like it's not forced prayer. It's just like I'm going to express I'm going to express my beliefs in this way. And I mean, it's. It would be nice if there were a lot of teachers that really wanted to do that, but I, I mean, more and more, it seems like we're getting the of the blue-haired, I want to turn your kid into a pervert variety. Oh, yeah, that's well, way more of the population of teachers. Go ahead, Reinhardt. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, just, I finished. It's your turn. Okay. Um, yeah, and, I th- and that's why I think all of these Supreme Court decisions from – you know, the open carry to um, cops and Miranda rights, not being able to sue federal agents. Um, all of these, I think, Roe v. Wade too, and, you know, rulings on religious freedom in schools, they're all serving to just keep the pot boiling more and more and more and create Christianity as a scapegoat. Like Dogbot said, they've been setting it up for decades. Um, and now they finally have the enthralled lazy society that at the drop of a hat uh they can push into violence i mean they just do it themselves they have these people hired and ready you know they're on call to do it but i think that they are pushing this um so that's why i think that all of these decisions even roe v wade as wonderful as it is that millions and millions of children are are going to survive now uh no matter what skin color they are it's all a monkey's paw that's all it is. Chess moves. I, I don't know about you guys, but I was pretty, uh, I, I'm not going to say shocked, but 
the lack of destruction in major cities around our continent-wide strip mall of Lubricanda this weekend, um, <laughs> it was pretty. It's pretty tame. Yeah, it yeah. was because it nobody that really riots, theory, right? N- nobody that really riots has a reason to be really angry. Right, like like if you can't if you can't get if you can't get the blacks to loot, you're not going to get the wanton destruction out of the inner cities that you that you want. So so like when it comes to these racial things, like cops doing uh, cops doing a bad apprehension, right? You can an apprehension that's gone bad. You can really whip them up in a frenzy. You can have these uh, the the same types with the megaphones and the black black masks, uh, you know, agitating them to a frenzy. But for something like this, you ended up with just a bunch of dysgenic mutants twerking on a hill in downtown Dallas, and maybe like uh, a few things spray painted and stuff. But you know, some of these cities were taking the precautions of in their downtown metro in the downtown metropolitan areas. They were boarding up windows and everything, and they were even leaving pallets of bricks. Yeah, <laughs> the magic brick dwarves even reappeared. The brick, the brick dwarves showed back up, and bricks were everywhere. Not a single brick was tossed, except in Arizona. I believe there was like one actual scuffle with the cops. But you saw a lot of videos of cops that were already they were lined up and ready to go. I mean, you see, you've seen them for the past week of them like just manhandling somebody to the ground and they run away like nothing has been like the last summer nope nothing yet that's why jody sweet got it come did you see uh what's her name from full house the middle child yeah jody sweet she got she got laid out wrecked not really though it was kind of it was was kind of a retarded like mosh pit like half-ass mosh pit push yeah it, it looked a little bit like basketball flopping yeah, you know, like like the two guys jump for the rim at the same time, and one has an incidental touch, and he falls to the ground. And he's like, ah, trying to draw the foul. Now, what you are going to get? Did we talk about this at all last week? Did we mention the um, the Reddit post, the really long Reddit post calling for Antifa and everybody to like invade rural areas and start no, like, burning we didn't get churches a chance to talk and killing that. people. No, we we did not get a chance to talk about that. Okay, I, but that's all you're going to see. Right. From those right. guys, at least that's all you're going to see unless it's, you know, Nog's mad about something or the feds just sending out their men. There are men who live in small towns who, if they've read that Reddit post, like it would break through their jeans. <laughs> <laughs> there are memos in East Tennessee yeah. that will take out like entire waves of no, just the rural come to the rural areas. We dare you. And they know that, and they can't do anything about it. Right. That's all we're going to see right. from them is these these some, ridiculous fans. Some pictures. Twitter communist, some Twitter communist with a with a they them pronoun. You know, Zer. Ukraine flag. Don't forget that. Come on. Oh right, the Ukraine flag and um, the COVID vax. You know, there's there simply there simply aren't enough beta male commie orbiters around some of these uh loud anarchist feminist types that they, they even they know they're they weren't gonna get a crumb last weekend right so they're no. not gonna they're not gonna go out like they were probably keeping their distance 
Hey, it, it may, they may have gotten a text. Why aren't you up here protesting with us? Uh, eh, you know, like I was just going to uh, give you ladies your space <laughs> to grieve. Just yeah, give, like, just like, give I you space. Know, like, I, I need to make TikTok videos screaming. I don't feel like men's voices are something that need to be heard right now, or something. Right. Anything other right, than right. Like <laughs> with yeah, like, it, like, it, like there, there's probably like a list of intersectional nonsense that they could rattle off back and feel comfortable that they won't be blocked by next week. You know, <laughs> that's a very specific sequence of events. You seem to know a lot about. Talk about very familiar with the thirsty crowd. <laughs> right. Uh huh. So Keep talking shit. What? <laughs> Who? What? Um. <laughs> no, but you're. I mean, specific as that is, you're right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But, these guys have these. These guys have. Nobody wants to be around these women. Do you I see mean, these I women the see, screaming? I didn't see very many. I didn't see very many in any of the crowd footage that I saw. I think no. the worst. The, I think the worst I saw was the most obvious one in the in the entire continent-wide strip mall, and that's Portland, right? And, and and I saw some bad stuff going on in downtown LA, but basically, like, there it it was pretty much crickets. And well, I what, thought it was supposed to be a weekend of rage. Well, it wasn't really well, crickets. There was like. That one guy was standing there with the, with the thing behind him. My choice, my choice. That, that guy's was, poor that ears. Was, yeah, the band, the band dot video or whatever footage of the one guy getting in the guy's face saying, "I love dead kids" or something like that. That was yeah. That was pretty. You, you could tell that that boy has never caught a hand to the face. Right oh, the, there's the that. guy that said it to him. Yeah. I I don't know, man. Like yeah. I, it, I, I was really hoping the guy would physical, like go with the physical assault, but he got his clothes. Like he got really triggered when he said, "What? So what? No masks?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, the guy the, the guy was about twenty feet away when he said that, and then he he stormed back, and I was like, "Uh oh, here it comes." But then one finger, you know, saying oh, what he, saying what that guy said, like. I, I don't know. I wish we had the footage, but he's like, I love to kill kids. Yeah, it's Dude, really. What the fuck, man? One one thing that we've got in the South, and all of you guys know this too. I mean, South, Midwest, whatever. You grow up in a small town and you rebel against the guns, God, and I don't know what else you'd add in there barbecue, community, whatever, culture. And you become one of these faggot, blue haired, you know, femboys or just an absolute bulldog of a woman um and you know you're not going to get any success going into these places you know you're not going to get any success protesting in 90 percent of major cities in the south and eh, maybe not major cities counties i guess towns major cities of blue areas you'll have some protection otherwise no you're not so all these people have are their words they're twerking they're coat hangered Weird Handmaid's Tale uh, fetish cosplay yeah. stuff. Oh god, the fetish porn that has been posted since Roe v. Wade. Oh my god! Every, like the amount of women that actually want to get pregnant as as their fetish. Has been well, about on Twitter quite a bit. Like Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing is, is, women don't watch porn as much, you know, as guys do, but they will read the fuck out of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's, I mean, even my wife, my wife and I were looking at some of this stuff. We were just kind of passing memes back and forth. And she's like, these people, they, they want all of this to happen to them, don't they? They, they're like sick, demonic fetish demons. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, yes, honey, they are. (laughs) They're really sick people. These, (sighs) so I can't like some of the stuff I've read. It's really bad. All right, what else? Videos. What's the, oh, the video! Yeah, the videos, the de- the demonic women. Oh my God, we have, oh, no, we don't have any of those. No. We we're not going to show those on the. We don't show. need to do that. Yeah, please not, because I mean that's we have a no you, nudity pro, uh, policy. Do so. you want to show the? Uh, we have two videos. They're totally, they're completely different subjects. Johnny, do you remember the two that we've got? Mm, which ones? Which ones we got? So we have the. Uh, weird crowd with the stuff moving through it. Mm, oh, that yeah. Is, yeah, that, that you mean the demon moving the through demon it. The demon movie, yeah. yeah. Do, we want, do we want to pop that up real quick? I mean, we could, we but can. got else? a couple minutes. We and can go, the other go one? through both of them. What's the other one? The other one is the, the magical uh, Hulk truck that derailed the entire train. Oh. Hmm. Let's do the demon in the crowd first. All right. Let's pull this up here. Uh, I hope so, this is full screening. Uh, Probably not. Hmm. There we go. So it's in the Google Drive for you guys to watch it too. But so you guys have all watched this, right? You know, in the I've middle of the video. Yeah. There's this weird, just inky black substance that's moving through this crowd yeah like just around i've seen this sort of thing before and it's it's an incredibly bizarre phenomenon like it the the only explanation is demons moving through the crowd like feeding off their feeding off the negative energy there's nothing there's nothing of physical substance that can do what is going on in this video right and this is from from what from a protest from this weekend or is this? Yeah. What is this from? I believe so. The, all yeah. I remember is the comment was saying it was from this weekend. Okay, because we've seen this same sort of thing. Remember Astro World? It was one of these. Yes. Yes. So there were some I, that were jumping over the crowd and mm-hmm. running over people. Yep. I believe I believe I saw uh, some of the like G some footage from the G eight protests, the 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 anarchist protests from. Oregon that happened in the the mid aughts. Do you know what I'm talking about? And there was yes. a similar phenomenon that occurred in that before and and then right after that time uh, chronologically is when there was a massive eruption of violence. Hmm. Coincidence? Well, Don't think so. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was going to say these things, I mean these beings feed off of negative emotion. And I hate, I hate saying this, but negative energy that's given off. And these places are concentrated darkness. Well, there's so much hate. There's so much hate and disgust and the, uh, and a lack of, a lack of God in people's lives in these, in these crowds. You know, well, yeah. so it, like, oh, especially the, this the, crowd, the, va- the pro-abortion the vacuum, crowd. The vacuum of that just draws this shit right in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Johnny. Oh, no. I was just agreeing. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, I am a firm believer that anybody who is not saved, and I'm not trying to preach or anything, but anybody who's not saved and condones these kinds of things or takes part, that is enough of a door for something very, very, very dark to enter into you. And that's why I think we're seeing this uptick in these people. We're, we're talking in chat, you know, the past couple of days and see so many videos of these people that just look like they're manifesting demons in their eyes right i mean that one video we watched and somebody took a screenshot of the the woman's face that coal burner that was screaming i mean the sounds that come out of these women and what happens to their faces and their eyes like they they turn into something else you know and her eyes went black animalistic oh very animalistic yeah I mean, it's like it's that one. There was a lady who got picked up by ice. She was this old, like older, like fifties Mexican oh, the, lady. Yeah, the Mexican lady. One that's so weird. That one. Yeah, yeah. I won't, won't watch that ever again. I watched it like three times about a year ago, and that was it. But she just goes off. She's sitting yeah. there. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, it's just saying she's sitting there, and then all of a sudden she is just going off, and it takes two guys to try and shove her in the van and shut the door. So there's a there's a line between oppression like demonic oppression and possession and she had she had crossed the line into possession like you yeah. you will see you will see some people who are are empty of empty of the holy empty of the holy spirit they've just done they've done everything in their lives to to drive to try to drive themselves away from god and they let in all this evil awful stuff and it creates a sense of oppression right and you you'll see this happen with definitely the pro abortion crowd uh they they're whipped up into a frenzy into where they allow this uh, this like oppressive force to to dominate their actions and words Just, like the guy that was yelling at the dude saying i love to kill kids like like that that's there's literally something else that he is allowed within him to 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 push his body to do those actions and things. Right, because that is yeah, not it, it, I, that's not a normal I, I, human I, behavior to to act like that. And I'm not giving the guy an out or an excuse for being for being that way, but there's a there's a series of actions and decisions that we make that push ourselves away from that from from God what God has designed for us. Right. And by participating in that kind of stuff, you will definitely allow darker things into you i mean as an abortionist come on like you have to you have to be on a different level of humanity um since they overturned roe versus wade do you think they'll let scott raider out hmm. no no that's sad god bless him yeah all right, moving along. Um, what do we have left? We have. Do we want, do we do COVID stuff? Well, uh, we have the. Have... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. We have the good news from a friend of mine. Oh yeah, yeah. Tell us about that. All right. Let me. Uh... Sorry. Let me pull that up real quick. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I've got it in. I had three screenshots. 
If, or, do you want me to show what he was saying, or do you just want to explain it with no visual? No, no visual. Uh, so the case is the fe- is feds for medical freedom versus Biden. Uh, these are uh, these are people who worked in the federal government who were mandated to receive the toxic vaccine. And so I'm, I'm going to read from these screenshots because uh, he let me, you know, he's a legal mind. I am not a legal mind. But, uh, so I asked him to send me a layman's uh, layman's explanation. Uh, they won a preliminary injunction in the Southern District of Texas, a federal district court. The government appealed and won before a three-judge panel of the Fifth Circuit. The entire Fifth looked at that ruling, vacated it, and decided as a full court. Uh, even if they win the, uh, even if we win the full Fifth, government can appeal the preliminary injunction to the uh, Supreme Court. We can also still win the underlying case. However, as many practicing lawyers will tell you, a preliminary injunction is usually a really good sign that you're going with to win on the merits because the likelihood of victory on merits is one of the required elements you have to have to get there. Uh, see, uh, so anyone who can't print money, this this would be the time to talk settlement. Government, of course, can play money ball and make you go through every step. And furthermore, if they lose the preliminary injunction here or at the Supreme Court, the district court is still in their favor on the merits and they can get the more more important merits win. And uh, I think that's pretty awesome. So, like, basically, there's a separate lawsuit attempting to exempt anyone who already had COVID in the northern district of Texas. Their judge declined to issue an injunction due to the existing one out of the southern district. Uh, but has said that he will revisit if the current injunction fails. Cool. So they're still pushing vaccine mandates, though. Yes, uh, there yeah. were there were hard vaccine mandates in the federal government and in the United States military, right. and right. they they greatly affected thousands and thousands of people's I mean, lives. That's what you get, right? I mean, you know, you know, you're in the military. You know, you're gonna, you know, you don't have much choice. I mean, like, what were you doing, dummy? Well, for right now, right? they've they've no. put a hold. Right now, they put a hold on separations out of the military. Um, huh. Now, people who never put in for a religious waiver, they went ahead and sept them. Um, but anybody who did put in for a waiver and had it denied, uh, they are either taking a second look or, you know, just putting everything on pause for right now because they were. I mean, they would have had to take out thousands of people per branch they already um, did though uh they already did i think the navy had the most so far with over 1200 before they paused mm. that's a lot of guys or no i'm no i'm sorry i'm sorry it may have been 600 i apologize um maybe 1200 total from all the branches uh, but it would have been thousands and thousands more um, but it's good that, you know, there is progress there, even if it is kind of little by little, just disparate, um, you know, precedent needs to be set. So we'll see what happens, but with their recruiting exist, standards dude. right now, I don't, hmm? Mandates don't exist. Yeah, definitely don't exist. Yep, yep. That's totally why they're not, you yep. know, offering, COVID is, 
what is it 35k sign-on bonus two-year enlistment options and you don't even have to have a ged to join now really <laughs> yeah <laughs> only two-year enlistment options now too wow yeah i've heard it's, recruiting it, is failing like all the way across the board Every yeah. branch, every branch, even Space Force. You would think people would be lining up in droves to sign up for Space Force. No, no? because all Space Force exists for is a prop. It's it's all just a propaganda show. Right. It's not a legitimate branch. I mean, oh. none of them at this point are legitimate. I just saw a, a Navy-sanctioned drag show. Party I know, I side. saw that. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Oh, a legitimately sanctioned... Drag show on a base. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Laughing stock of any military ever. And they're all in uniform. They're all in PT, like the PT uniform or actual like NWUs. <sighs> Sitting there watching this drag queen in like a really, I don't know how gay or how much gayer you can get than the normal dress whites, but. <laughs> Anyways, though, back to it. That is really great to talk about that. Even little by little, successes are happening. Yes. But, but, a lot of people already got it. A lot of people already got it because they had to. Yeah, the majority, the majority of people got it. I feel no sympathy. Um, you know, they wanted to get it so that either they could keep their job because they were scared of what was out out there. They had no faith. Um, or they just really, really, really wanted to go to a bar again. And there's that, yeah. You sell your soul so you can go out and drink and get turned down by Seattle hoes. <laughs> well, I knew a guy that got it so he could get promoted. Ah. Also, that's yeah, wait, specific, was it? Reinhardt. Yeah. What's that? And- I know a guy that got it to get promoted, and he can also no longer go on long jogs. Oh, no. Yeah. That's, that's not a shock. Did he get one yeah. of the Kardashians? Now, was he? He gets heart palpitations. That's, that's like one of the Kardashians, but worse. <laughs> was he up for promotion already and was afraid of getting separated before he could get promoted? Is that the uh, case? I'm talking about promoted in the corporate field. Oh, 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 geez. I think no, he wasn't, he wasn't in the United States military, but uh, we were having a discussion about COVID nonsense, and he brought up how he got vaxxed uh, because he was offered a promotion. And, uh-huh. I, you know, I just kind of held my tongue. And then he went on to tell me, you know, because he was on a roll, that uh, he can't go jogging like he used to because he gets heart palpitations. Did he tie that to the vaccine? Uh. It was all basically in the same breath, so I very much hope in his mind he realizes that. He definitely said he's not getting any of the boosters. Oh, okay. Yeah. But well, but I don't know. This was a, almost a year ago. Who knows by now? He might have gotten like three of them. Yeah, I heard a lot of people say the same things. Like I'm, you know, I got I got this first round and I got the booster, but that was it. I'm done. If they start mandating more, I'm out. Yeah, well, you're already in for two. Yeah, you know. uh, dude, you already did it. So in for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah. 
Amazing. Amazing. Like I said, I feel no sympathy for any of them. I have a couple. I know a couple guys who did it because they have to have insurance because their kids are sick or they have to have insurance because they adopted their grandson because their daughter is a drug addict and they had to take care of their grandkids. They had to have the insurance. So he had to take the vaccine. Like, I know there's probably ways around all that, but there's a few stories that are really sad, you know. I can't say I don't sad. feel bad. For, I don't, you know, I mean, I, I can't say I don't yeah. feel bad for that guy, you know. Yeah, they feel like they don't have a way out. And I mean, it's it's easy for me to sit here and say the Lord will provide because he does. Right. Um, but what does that help somebody, especially if they're, you know, if they're not a believer, they don't care. So what does that help? Otherwise, it is just sad. Mm. Mm-hmm. That is a rough, rough situation. And I'm sure there's more things that are like that out there. You know, it's not not everybody lined up like, give me the science juice. There's those. Well, you have now sciences and baptisms occurring. Oh, yeah. With uh, with young young kids mm-hmm. getting getting their covid facts very early at like six months now. You know, yep. so like your know, parents that are you know, fully invested in scientism, uh, they are standing up for science and offering their kid for a scienceism baptism. Just give them straight over to Moloch. Well, they're Six also months. doing, uh, I noticed there was a pride event. I think it was, I can't remember where, where it was, either here or Australia, but the, uh, they were advertising that they would be doing unbaptisms. Oh, yes. Unbaptisms. If you were baptized or you're a Christian or whatever, we the Church of Satan will unbaptize you at this pride event. I want to say it was in the United States. I think it they, was. Dog about it, I think you sent that to me originally. What are they drowning you? I don't know. <laughs> well, thanks, Cognac. Yeah. Nice entrance. Uh, I mean, I, I can't imagine oh, what else wow. they would do. Well, I, I I have a few ideas. I don't feel like saying them. Sure. Oh, real quick, before we get to the very end of the show, I'm going to go ahead and release cold pill scratch-offs for everybody on Pilled. Uh, thank you all, Pilled, uh, DLive, and Odyssey for your donations and awesome chat conversations. Um, scratch-offs are out. We are still only a couple thousand away from our goal of 30,000. If we can hit that, it would be awesome. Thank you, guys. Yes, thank you all very, very much. Try not, not to cut in as much with donation stuff. Absolutely. All right. We will uh, move on to... Do we have anything else? Yeah. Bees a thing. Eh. Oh. Was this you, Dogbot, posted the uh, thing about uh, Fife Symington? Former Which one is that? Former Arizona governor. Uh, no, I think somebody else put that in the oh, chat. Okay. But that's... that's uh, yeah, we were talking about him. Uh, yeah, we brought him up on the this weekend's mm-hmm. um he's now a pastry chef and a business consultant uh he is keying in on the anniversary of the sighting of the phoenix lights um he said i'm a pilot and i know just about every machine that flies i'm a pilot i could fly <laughs> anyways it was bigger than anything i've ever seen it remains a great mystery other people saw it responsible people i don't know why people would ridicule it He's basically saying that he believes that the 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 Phoenix lights were a real thing, a UFO. 
Hmm. Hmm. Mm. This guy of all people. Right. He's the guy who came out when it happened with one of his aides or his campaign manager or whatever, his chief of staff, in a uh, alien costume trying to mock, you know, the people that said, oh, it was UFO. And I guess we've captured the pilot of the UFO. You know, and that's now he's now he's definitely it was definitely a UFO now. You know, he really believes in them. Well, I mean, it was unidentified, and it was flying, and it's an object of some kind. Sure. Oh, he's a Trekkie who enjoys discussing tr- space travel. Symington is convinced that Earthlings will travel to distant solar systems at above the speed of light in our lifetimes. Hmm. What a guy. Yeah. I mean, look, he is a pilot, all right? He knows. Mm-hmm. So if you guys had to choose between alien invasion or a zombie apocalypse, which one would you choose? If I had uh, to pick? zombie apocalypse. Yeah, zombie apocalypse. Yeah, zombie apocalypse. Because I see that actually happening. <laughs> well, yeah, we don't really have a I whole feel, lot of yeah, time. Yeah, I feel like we're already halfway there. But then again, yeah. alien invasion, you know, I do live in Texas. Right, you've been experiencing that most of your life. Um. Yeah, the zombie apocalypse. We don't have time to really get into that one. No, we could pull it up just real quick. No, we'll Maybe hang on a to teaser. it. Teaser. No, Maybe we'll hit. Hang on. To, just hang on to that. Okay. Yeah, we'll hang. It's on just kind of it. interesting that it's it's an old it's an older meme. It checks out. It's um. The United States Army's uh, zombie preparedness thing from 2011 popped back up this week. Interestingly enough. Weird. Why would they bring that back up? You know, if it was if it wasn't real or whatever. Anyways, it seems really real. Anyhow, we are uh, we're getting towards the end of the show. We're gonna get out of here. How about that? We have a Necronormicon for you, Dogbot. You read us a little something. Uh, the third circle from uh, the coming insurrection. Cool. That is going to be right after this. We will see you this weekend. We are actually going to be doing our weekend show live on Thursday. And then releasing it as the podcast, you know, on the weekend. Uh, let's try giving that a shot. We have a lot of. We decided the topic we were covering this weekend is a very visual topic, and because of the holiday, we were either going to have to record early or not record at all. And we figured that everybody would rather us do a show. You know, I know people would like content instead of no content, so we back the show up to Thursday. But you're going to get a live stream, so come check that out. Pill D Live Odyssey. Um, I and say, what time will that be at, Johnny? For everybody, I would say let's do let's do eight seven central, eight eastern, seven central. Perfect. And we'll see you Thursday night for that, or you listen to the podcast part of it. Um, if you want to check out the Necronormicon, you have to listen to the podcast, or you're already listening to the podcast because it's the only way to get to the Necronormicon. All right, see y'all later. Time travel makes you gay. The Coming Insurrection by the Invisible Committee. Third Circle. Life, health, and love are precarious. Why should work be an exception? No question is more confused in France than the question of work. No relation is more disfigured than the one between the French and work. 
go to Andalasia, to Algeria, to Naples, they despise work profoundly. Go to Germany, to the United States, to Japan, they revere work. Things are changing, it's true. There are plenty of otaku in Japan, workaholics in Andalasia. But for the time being, these are only curiosities. In France, we get down on all fours to climb the ladders of hierarchy, but privately flatter ourselves that we don't really give a shit. We stay at work until 10 o'clock in the evening when we're swamped, but we've never had any scruples about stealing office supplies here or there, or carting off the inventory in order to resell it later. We hate bosses, but we want to be employed at any cost. To have a job is an honor, yet working is a sign of servility. In short, the perfect clinical illustration of hysteria. While we love hating, we hate while loving. And yet we know the stupor and confusion that strike the hysteric when he loses his victim, the master. More often than not, he doesn't get over it. The neurosis is the basis on which successive governments could declare war on joblessness claiming to wage an employment battle while ex-managers camped with their cell phones in Red Cross shelters across the banks of the sign. While the Department of Labor was massively manipulating its statistics in order to bring unemployment numbers below 2 million. While welfare checks and drug dealing were the only guarantees, as the French state has recognized, against the possibility of a social explosion at any moment. It's the psychic economy of the French as much as the political stability of the country that is at stake in the maintenance of the workerist fiction. Excuse us if we don't give a fuck. We belong to a generation that lives very well in this fiction, that has never counted on a pension or the right to work, let alone rights at work. This isn't even precarious as the most advanced factions of the militant left like to theorize because to be precarious is still to define oneself in relation to the sphere of work that is to its decomposition. We attempt the necessity of finding money by whatever means because it is currently impossible to do without it, but we reject the necessity of working. Besides, we don't work anymore. We do our time. Business is not a place where we exist. It is a place we pass through. We aren't cynical. We are just unwilling to be deceived. All of the discourses on motivation, quality, and personal investment pass us by to the great dismay of personnel managers. They say we are disappointed by business, that it failed to honor our parents' loyalty, that it let them go too quickly. They are lying. To be disappointed, one must have hoped for something. And we have never hoped for anything from business. We see it for what it is and for what it has always been. A fool's game of varying degrees of comfort. With regard to our parents, our only regret is that they fell into the trap. At least, the ones who believed. The sentimental confusion that surrounds the question of work can be explained thus. The notion of work has always included two contradictory dimensions. A dimension of exploitation and a dimension of participation. 
exploitation of individual and collective labor power through the private or social appropriation of surplus value, participation in common effort through the relations linking those who cooperate in the universe of production. These two dimensions are perversely confused in the notion of work, which explains workers' indifference, at the end of the day, to both Marxist rhetoric, which denies the dimension of participation and managerial rhetoric, which denies the dimension of exploitation. Hence, the ambivalence of the relation of work, which is shameful insofar as it makes us strangers to what we are doing, and at the same time, adored insofar as part of ourselves is brought into play. The disaster has already occurred. It resides in everything that had to be destroyed, in all those who had to be uprooted in order for work to end up as the only way of existing. The horror of work is less in the work itself than in methodical ravaging for centuries of all that isn't work. The familiarities of one's neighborhood and trade, of one's village, of struggle, of kinship, our attachment to places, to beings, to the seasons, to the ways of doing and speaking. Here lies the present paradox. Work has totally triumphed over all other ways of existing, at the same time as workers have become superfluous. Gains in productivity, outsourcing, mechanization, automated and digital production have so progressed that they have almost reduced to zero the quantity of living labor necessary in the manufacture of any product. We are living the paradox of a society of workers without work, where entertainment, consumption, and leisure only underscore the lack from which they are supposed to distract us. The mine at Karmu, famous for a century of violent strikes, has now been converted into Cape Discovery. It's an entertainment multiplex for skateboarding and biking, distinguished by a mining museum in which methane blasts are simulated for vacationers. In corporations, work is divided in an increasingly visible way into highly skilled positions of research, conception, control, coordination, and communication, which deploy all the knowledge necessary for the new cybernetic production process, and unskilled positions for the maintenance and monitoring of this process. The first are few in number, very well paid, and thus so coveted that the minority who occupy these positions will do anything to avoid losing. They and their work are effectively bound in one anxious embrace. Managers, scientists, lobbyists, researchers, programmers, developers, consultants, and engineers literally never stop working. Even their sex lives serve to augment productivity. A human resources philosopher writes, the most creative businesses are the ones with the greatest number of intimate relations, business associates. A Dizer Benz human resources manager confirms are an important part of the business capital, their motivation, their know-how, their capacity to innovate, and their attention to clients' desires constitute the raw materials of innovative services. Their behavior, their social and economic competence are a growing factor in the evaluation of their work. This 
will no longer be evaluated in terms of number of hours on the job, but on the basis of objectives obtained and the quantity of results. They are entrepreneurs. The series of tasks can be delegated to automation form a nebulous center of positions that, because they cannot be occupied by machines, are occupied by any old human, warehousemen, stock people, assembly line workers, seasonal workers, etc. This flexible, undifferentiated workforce that moves from one task to the next and never stays long in a business can no longer consolidate itself as a force, being outside the center of the production process and employed to plug the holes of what has not yet been mechanized, as if pulverized into a multitude of interstices. The temp is the figure of the worker who is no longer a worker, who no longer has a trade, but only abilities that he sells where he can, and whose very availability is also a kind of work. On the margins of this workforce that is effective and necessary for the functioning of the machine is a growing majority that has become superfluous. That is certainly useful to the flow of production, but not much else which introduces the risk that in its idleness will set about sabotaging the machine. The menace of the great demobilization is the specter that haunts the present system of production. Not everybody responds to the question, why work, in the same way as this ex-welfare recipient, for my well-being, I will have to keep myself busy. There is a serious risk that we will end up finding a good use for your very idleness. This floating population must be kept occupied, but to this day, they have not found a better disciplinary method than wages. It's therefore necessary to pursue the dismantling of social gains, so that the most restless ones, those who will only surrender when faced with the alternative of dying of hunger or stagnating in jail, or lured back to the bosom of wage labor. The burgeoning slave trade in personal services must continue. Cleaning, catering, massage, domestic nursing, prostitution, tutoring, therapy, psychological aid, etc. This is accompanied by a continual raising of the standards of security, hygiene, control, and culture, by an accelerated recycling of fashions, all of which establish the need for such services. We now have human parking meters, people who will wait around on the street and deliver you your parking slip, and if it's raining, will even rent you an umbrella. The order of work was the order of a world. The evidence of its ruin is paralyzing to those who dread what will come after. Today, work is less tied to the economic necessity of producing goods than to the political necessity of producing producers and consumers and of preserving by any means necessary the order of work. Producing oneself is becoming the dominant occupation of a society where production is no longer has an object. Like a carpenter who's been evicted from his shop and in desperation sets about hammering and sawing himself. All of these young people smiling for their job interviews who have their teeth whitened to give them an edge. 
who go to nightclubs to boost their company's spirit, who learn English to advance their careers, who get divorced or married to move up the ladder, who take courses in leadership or practice self-improvement in order to better manage conflicts. The most intimate self-improvement, says one guru, will lead to an increased emotional stability to smother you and more open relationships to sharper intellectual focus and therefore to a better economic performance. This swarming little crowd that waits impatiently to be hired while doing whatever it can seem natural is the result of an attempt to rescue the order of work through the ethos of mobility. To be mobilized is to relate to work not as an activity but as a possibility. If the unemployed person removes his piercings, goes to the barber, and keeps himself busy with projects, if he really works on his employability, as they say, it's because this is how he demonstrates his mobility. Mobility is the slight detachment from the self, this minimal disconnection from what constitutes us, this condition of strangeness whereby the self can now be taken up as an object of work, and it now becomes possible to sell oneself rather than one's labor power, to be remunerated, not for what one does, but for what one is for our exquisite mastery of social codes, for our relational talents, for our smile and our way of presenting ourselves. This is the new standard of socialization. Mobility brings about a fusion of the two contradictory poles of work. Here, we participate in our own exploitation, and all participation is exploited. Ideally, you are yourself a little business, your own boss, your own product, whether one is working or not, it's a question of generating contacts, abilities, networking, in short, human capital. The planetary injunction to mobilize at the slightest pretext, cancer, terrorism, an earthquake, the homeless, sums up the reigning power's determination to maintain the reign of work beyond its physical disappearance. The present production apparatus is therefore on the one hand a gigantic machine for psychic and physical mobilization, for sucking the energy of humans that have become superfluous, and on the other hand, a sorting machine that allocates survival to compliant subjectivities and rejects all problem individuals, all those who embody another use of life and, in this way, resist the machine. On the one hand, ghosts are brought to life, and on the other, the living are left to die. This is the properly political function of the contemporary production apparatus. To organize beyond and against work, to collectively desert the regime of mobility, to demonstrate the existence of a vitality and a discipline precisely in demobilization is a crime for which a civilization on its knees is not about to forgive us. In fact, it's the only way to survive it.